So Biff, the past, the present, and the future walk into a bar. It was tense. It, it was tense. Okay, okay. Why do we do this? Why do we do this every week? Because the people want it. Three conspiracy theorists walked into a bar. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. This is Biff. And <gasps> hello, everybody. <laughs> this is Joe. Hi. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. Uh, I I can attest, and, and, and Biff is zooming in. This is not a hostage situation. <laughs> Joe, Joe is here on his own free will. Um, whether I'm going to let him leave, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge uh, when he attempts it. I guess. <laughs> is the distributor cap in my car still working? Or is it... no? It, the real reason I'm here, guys, is because for the past couple of weeks, you guys have been killing it, and by it. I mean my ears. The technical difficulties on this podcast have been too much for me to bear. I was wondering why Jacques was coming out of my left ear and Biff was coming or going into my right ear. This sounds a little, this sounds like a fantasy I've had. <laughs> no, I'm just letting you dig this hole. Keep going. And I've realized that Jacques had dialed the... The, the 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 balance on your microphone is all off. Me? Why are you always saying me? This is a very boring piece you do. This is the third time you've done this this year. I don't know why you're... Nobody uh, wants to see this. <laughs> are you doing the Martin Short <laughs> smoking a lawyer? This is a very boring piece you do. This is the third time you've done this this year. You know, how, how do I know you didn't touch those buttons? <laughs> I did touch the buttons. I fixed it. And now everybody at home, all five of you, can now hear... All of us in stereo. Hey, so big up to Joe's OCD. Now, now the the, the content. Hold on, I got to tap the table three times. <laughs> Go. The content mesmerizing, and you were just upset that that the level of quality, of the audio, didn't raise to the level of content. Well, I do like listening to a podcast, and then also listening to like air traffic control <laughs> somehow getting interference into the podcast, or like you know, the. The buzzing but I don't hornets. Know if you listen to like seventies rock. We were trying to go for that, you know, different, you know, band members on different year thing. That <laughs> was like a. It was like the end of, of like. It was like right. It was like it was the end homage. of. Well, what's the Beatles song where they have like just the radio playing in the background, right, like right. The, towards the end of the song? It was like that. You, it was real con high concept. You know, right. This was your Sergeant Peppers, is what you're saying. Well, well, well dumb it down. If that's what you're asking, we'll, we'll come down. Um, First of all, want to give a huge shout out to our friend Al, Al the Toy Man, who we did the sideshow with last week. Yep. Biff, I don't know if you were inundated, but I got a number of phone calls. Like people actually picked up their phone while well, they had their phone anyway, so just pressed yep. my number and text messages from people yep. I don't correspond with a lot who listen to the podcast and were like, that was a lot of fun. I could have listened yep. to Al for three hours. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he he's, uh, as he said himself, he's kind of a dying, you know, he's a last of the breed kind of a thing, right? But it, it's, it is that fascinating thing that, you know, like, hey, somebody has to do this, and he's the guy, and he's really good at it, you know? So, you know, yeah. And once again, obviously, thanks to Al for all of his wonderful stories. And not one Toy Story reference from you guys? Not, not, not one. one. Not, the guy's name was Al. 
in Toy Story oh, 2. Oh, my God. He was the toy guy, right? Can we call Al's toy Al barn. and, and re- re-record this? Because right now, and re- I was this days old when I when I made that connection. If I made so, that connection, I so mean, the guy who had to have the original owner of the mixer come over and fix this thinks he can re-edit a past podcast <laughs> to reinsert things. Is that what I'm hearing? And by the way, I'm only here to fix the mixer. I am not editing this fucking thing. This is all you, baby. So, you know, if you if you don't want to hear me say the C word, <laughs> then that's because Jacques didn't edit it. Christians? Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Last week's podcast with Al was awesome. And, and again, I think one of the things that made Al such a great guest is the earnestness in, in which he walks through this world. He really didn't think he was that much of a compelling guest. He kept what I kept asking him and he really didn't see. No one wants to hear these stories. No one wants to hear this. And he could not have been more. It's the only thing I think in life he's been wrong on because <laughs> like people have said, have him back on next week. We just recorded next week's podcast with with our friend i'm I'm saying our friend because the three of us just spent an hour talking to this friend paul who is a professional pumpkin carver and have we laughed that much in a half hour window before yeah that was that was a fun that was a fun talk that was a fun talk and you know and fascinating fascinating uh world i mean it is you know it's like a lot of these things where you see the you see the end products right but you know you don't you know as i don't think about there being an actual world, if you will, around it. I always think that, ah, you know, they got some dude to essentially carve a pumpkin for this ESPN thing. They probably, you know, but there's an entire world behind it. So, yeah, fascinating stuff. It's one of those things where Paul is in one of those Guffman-type weird subcultures but he realizes he's in that weird subculture and in real time which makes no which makes it he's part of it but he's also a passenger in it so he really has a great perspective on yeah this is kind of a a little different walk of life but it's a pretty awesome walk of life so it was and, and he is that sam adams my cousin from boston guy am i wrong he's a real cut up i'm glad he could Carve out some time to be with you fellows. This is why I left the podcast. <laughs> this is why I left. No, I was trying to think what was the comeback. I'm like, am I going to squash you? But because we talked about, like, in my whole head, I'm thinking, what's the comeback? I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. Right? It was no, yeah, nothing. This is why I shouldn't be on the podcast and leave you, you two grown ups, to it. Just before you know, we we started recording, Joe. Uh, I guess uh, on t- the Twitter universe that uh, DMX has passed away. And I'm not like the hugest fan of the guy. I don't know his whole catalog, but I do know he's had a few songs that are, yeah, those those are stadium anthem themes that like will will be around for another 20, 30 years. So, but, but and, I, you know, I, I kind of know him more as, you know, because, you know, I listen to that, you know, the loud kids music, you know, but I do see, you know, I've seen him in, uh, Movies. Uh, was he? In, was he in Romeo Must Die? I want to say maybe he was in that movie. He did do but, a lot. You know, he's, he's been in a, a few action things. movies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, you know, I, so I've seen him in. You know, but yeah, I mean, you know, lost another one. It's really just, just so sad. It's just, you know, just with. I don't know if it's because we've been like in this COVID thing where like so much of the news is death, but just you know. These, you know, these celebrities, you know, deaths are just just seems sadder and sadder as you know. And it's not like this wasn't like one of those COVID deaths kind of no, things. No, it was no. a 
Yeah, it was definitely he 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 struggled with drug addiction yeah. and he died of a, a heart attack due to a yeah. drug overdose. So and he was open about it, you know, for years. He sang about yeah. it. He talked about. They it. They even tweeted yeah. out a video, or somebody retweeted a video from earlier this year in February, I think, where he says, you know, if I die tomorrow, I, I've lived a, I think I've lived a great life, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall. I don't well, know. It's just. Uh, Y'all go maybe lose my mind up in here, yep. up, up in, in here. here. Sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. You're really jumping ahead on the self-indulgent theater. You, 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 you know, we don't look at the rundown. We don't get to that. Does for Paul Lynn rap at DMX song sometime? He does now. Oh, and I don't he know a word now. Oh, if you only had a device and then when you know what, I will hand. rap and then I'll leave it up to you to mix in the audio in. in the background. I'll try to figure that out. That you know, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't that. bite off more than you can train, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll plug our, our Twitter later, but dude, I've had a big week on Twitter personally. I had something that's had 400 likes and something that had 300 likes. The 300 like thing was something I respond to POTUS um, okay. and, and I got favorable responses. I, I won't go into the detail, but it was like just really quickly. It was like um, infrastructure thing. He wants broadband in there and that broadband aspect of this package mostly benefits people in red states and, and that's just the truth you know what i mean it's like people in massachusetts people in california we're fine but it's all the people and it's like the people who it benefits the most are pushing back on it's the hardest and my thing is like why the fuck are we working so hard to help these people have a better life who are telling us to fuck off while we're installing the thing in so, their wait, house wait, wait. to give them a better so, life I don't understand why you don't think that there's this amazing coincidence that the government is rolling out these 5G infused vaccines. And at the same time, we are the government, the same government wants to deal well, with the broad. I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, is that a coincidence? You know, um, I, I, I remember coincidence. About coincidence. <laughs> um, so I will say, speaking of 5G, it rolls into the next topic. I got my first 5G shot last week, and walking out of there, I didn't expect to feel as relieved and as happy as I did. I mean, I was, I couldn't get there fast enough. As soon as I could enroll, I enrolled. As soon as the appointment came up, you know, I took the first appointment. I didn't care how far I had to drive um, or what time it was. Uh, it was so well organized. I was amazed it was there was a branch from the navy there helping with coordination it was at the heinz convention center in boston it took less time to walk through the front door and to get to the 15-minute observation area than it did sitting in the 15-minute observation area but speaking about the 5g i got my first of two 5g shots i want to ask which comorbidity did you lie about the, the smoking or <laughs> the uh, emphysema or the uh... am i lying about obesity <laughs> You know what? Well played. Well played. And so management is on the list. Um, so, yeah, we're getting our 5G. Uh, uh, do you have your 5G, Biff? I can't remember. I Stop actually just five. got it on Tuesday. And, you know, the site is literally like you know uh, five minutes from where I live. So literally out the door to home, the entire cycle, 45 minutes. Nice. And which did you get? Which shot? I got the Johnson and Johnson. Ah, the so Bill, I am done. You got the Bill Gates. That's very nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so it, it's one of those deals. So it's it's run by LA, and uh, it's at it's at a, my neighborhood park. And they, you know, once again, they they actually do both 
uh, vaccines and testing at the same site. So as you enter, um, you essentially check in. And as, when they check in, if you're in the vaccine, you go to the right side. If you're on the uh, test side, you go to the left side and they split you. And, you know, but once again, really well organized. And, uh, you know, even with a 15 minute waiting period, I was home basically in 45 minutes. We've all so. seen... <laughs> we're all sports fans and we've all seen our favorite teams, whatever they've been, every, every franchise has had a worst to first season. They've every team out there and every sport has had a worst to, to first season six months ago, or actually no, three months ago, the U S had the worst response to COVID globally speaking. And we're not going down that rabbit hole, but globally speaking, the U S had the worst response every way you dissected from testing, from denial to whatever. In the last less than 90 days, we've gone from worst to first, where the U.S. rollout of vaccines, the number of vaccines, the percentage of population that is getting it, and your experience, my experience, Joe's experience. You had a good experience when you got your shots, right? You didn't have any problems. No, no. No, uh, I was able to show my, you know, white guy card. I said, hello, <laughs> front of the line. And uh, no, I, I work with people that work in hospitals. So I, I, I kind of I say I jumped the line, but really, you know, I did. And I, you know, I took the opportunity that was granted to me by God. Right. And uh, no, I, I had no problems. Think uh, of all those anti-vaxxers you cut in front of you, monster. I got the Moderna. And uh, although the second shot, you know, something, you know, I had a little bit of a reaction, but it was fine, you know, and now I'm cured. There's three people on this podcast and I got the Pfizer. So literally <laughs> we we can we can compare notes in a couple of weeks when I oh get my, my second God. shot yeah. of, of which one. But no. So I, I'm really excited about that. But seriously, to see what the difference uh, of the last three months has made as yeah. far as the response to this, because now as we talked, it's like I was looking forward to doing tours at the end of this year. Right. But talking to the military people I work with. It turns out that we're doing such a better job that it it, it used to be like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go on tour because we can't get our shit together. No, the places we're going can't yep. get their shit together. Well, <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, that's honestly we're the richest country. This is the way it should be. Well, so the one thing one thing is though uh, the one advantage that the U.S. had, or what, the one thing that you know that U.S. has is that. We've got the supplies, all right. I mean, we're get. I, I don't know if it's the same thing that's happening in your area, but right now, uh, people fifty and o older are eligible in uh, in LA. And on the fifteenth, uh, midweek uh, this week, uh, everybody over sixteen can get it. But like Cal State LA has a huge site, and they basically announced, "Hey, it's open for everybody because we have more." openings than there are appointment reservations so they're they're vaccinating anybody and everybody hmm. at some of these sites these mega sites because you know the supply is you know so high right now so uh, and so you know partially you know that's one of those partial credit to you know the people who establish the supplies but uh in contrast where you could see where i see the big difference is like japan is just now rolling out vaccines to the elderly because they were not in a position to, you know, they were essentially buyers from the outside. So hmm. they're by competing with every other country versus, you know, U.S. who basically had the lead position and even because they gave the funding and whatever else. Right. So that's the huge that is a huge difference about, you know, what we got here. So, you know, great. You know, and that's as you said, you know, 
this is what the U, this is the U.S. is supposed to be the best, right? And this is where you know it's kind of coming into you know. So, play here, so right? it turns out elections matter. Yeah, and uh, I just thought of something, um, Biff. You said you're getting the Johnson and Johnson shot. That's correct. Yeah, so you you actually have like a collector's item because remember the Johnson and Johnson vaccines could have been a whole lot more of them if they didn't fuck up that supply right. in Baltimore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. What was it like fifty million doses was, uh, or something? It was a fucked up. Yeah, and and, I mean, and and where it's a one shot thing, that's that's literally one seventh of our population. Yeah, one out of every seven people could have had that. Uh, yeah, I'm getting the number mixed up. I'm sure, but it was a big number. And and then it's the, the week, like a week later, it's like yeah, the government's taking over control. I'm like they weren't in control to begin with. Like yeah, they well, weren't overseeing it. Again, know. we're not looking backwards, looking forward, but it, to go from worst to first, it feels good. <laughs> no, absolutely, and, and and just to see that, I think we're at a point where. You know, with given that most people do take the vaccine and we do get that whole, you know, herd, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, immunity, you know, you know, threshold, you know, we could be opening up, you know, pretty fully, you know, in the summer. Right. I mean, well, that's the hope. Right. I mean, I mean, Texas must already have a time machine because they're already in the future where the Rangers are fully open. We're, we'll, we'll get to that later. But that but that's um, another interesting thing this week. I mean this when I say this. I, for a work thing, had to go out to storage, rummage through a couple boxes, and I had to find my college yearbook. And I had an idea where it was, but it's in a box that I haven't seen in a very long period of time. Digging through this, uh, both Biff and Joe know this. I ended up finding a couple old scripts that I wrote, you know, one about our friend Taylor. Wait, wait, you just said this is interesting. <laughs> um, and I also found my stand-up notes from 98, and I was going over them a little bit with Joe. I was going over with Ellen today. In 98, I was a front runner to be Anthony Jesselneck before Anthony Jesselneck was Anthony. I don't want to say... It doesn't hold up. It doesn't pass the, you know, Time's Up, Me Too movement. Yeah, you were actually, that material, you were the subject of what Anthony Jeselnik makes fun of. Okay, like, you right. know what I mean? Like, he's doing a parody of the com- the comedy that you would do. I would do. Earnestly. Like, well, well some of the stuff. I mean, it actually, it wasn't that bad because it was one of those things where I was the target of everything. You know, right. I would talk about, you know, it turns out I'm attracted to a certain type of woman, a woman who doesn't tell me to fuck off when I say hello to her. Um, you know, I'm watching a, a porn and I see a woman with a nipple ring and I'm thinking someday she's going to have to explain to her child why she has a dribble glass for a boob. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm just looking at your arms because they must be so ripped. <laughs> from carrying all that gold <laughs> this week. Just lifting that gold, reading the scripts, going, wow. Uh, and, and and Joe, sadly, was sharing um, the, the same open mics I used to go and do that in 98. But it, it was. It was like finding my own personal time capsule. And on one hand, it was a nice little walk down memory lane. And on the other hand, as I'm working out stand-up routine now, I'm like thinking, huh. Not a lot of growth. <laughs> not, not, a, not a lot of growth there. You're like nipple ring keep. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of keep. You know, it's kind of like um, 
when um Har- when Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life was going through all the draft, you know, <laughs> she's like one A, one A, one A. Everything was one A for you. All the jokes. There was no four Fs in there. There, <laughs> not, was none not, of them. there was no George Bailey's in there. No, <laughs> no you know. Um, but it was it was it was funny to kind of inadvertently like stumble across that stuff. Uh, but yeah, there is there's some stuff. I was like, yeah, I can I can salvage that. But there are, is some stuff in there. I'm like. I have kids now. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I, I have some self-respect. Other, other people have kids too, <laughs> right? You, you know? know, so I'm like, no, that that's pretty good. Um, but it's, I've been on this kick lately where I found that um, I've been talking to Joe. I actually roped Joe. I, I've talked to you more this week than probably the last couple <laughs> of months because I'm trying to pull him into starting a couple open mic stand-up workshops, not just straight-up open mics, when things start to open in like four to five months. I'm trying to put the ducks in a row, largely because before the pandemic happened, when it looked like I was going to do a bunch of tours, Joe and I were online in a seven-day period, from Sunday from Sunday at midnight to Saturday night at midnight, within a 50-mile radius, what, what did you find? Like three places that had open mics. Yeah, and none of them wow. said comedy. Right, right. right. <laughs> like a lot of them was just like you know poetry and uh, poetry, v- vagina monologues. But <laughs> po- you know, I think they said like drummers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought vagina monologues was uh, Jock's specialty. <laughs> <laughs> Only the well, when he sometimes he thinks vaginas talk to him, and then that's the, mono- the monologue that he's getting. But no, I mean it would literally like these open mics would say like comedians and drummers need not apply. It's just you know. I, I don't know. We were living in the twilight zone. And it's like, there's so, so many huge comic names come from here. A lot of writers. There was one open mic on the other side of Boston. It's this town called Quincy that from here to there, no traffic at eight o'clock or nine o'clock on a Wednesday night. Takes an hour, hour and 15 minutes to get there. And it's like, I don't have four hours to do a five minute set. So coming out of the pandemic, I'm hoping in Lowell or Worcester, you know, um, you know the hot spots. The hot spots. No, yeah, look, I'm lazy. It's right down the street. But Worcester's 150,000, you know, people miles away. Yeah, about 40. <laughs> but but they have a Triple A baseball team. Lowell had a Triple A hockey team. I got a Triple A like battery. Yeah, we, we all have Triple A things. Look, I'm, I'm, I got Triple A card. But but I am. I'm like you know trying trying to. Uh, on the other hand, it's like it's it's been fun like working with Joe and then there's been a couple groups yep. of people. I mean, you know, most of them have been on the podcast at one point our friend sam jenna uh why don't we just do a podcast matt. of our stand-up to each other we and should then- that way you go you know the kid matt who was on a few weeks ago and it's been this little collaborative we've put together where we have an audience to rehearse stuff but at the same time to workshop jokes after that so i'm like you know what maybe maybe there's and i don't want to say a market for it. this isn't a get rich slow ski <laughs> get poor quick <laughs> but uh but yeah, between that and and a couple other projects, it's a, it's it's been a it's been a productive week. Other than you know getting my uh, Pfizer shot. Um, what about you, Biff? How has your week been? I took a couple of days off, caught some bass, and hey, oh, I've that's the highlight of my year. It's all about that bass. <laughs> about, about that, that bass. 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 <laughs> Where did you go? I went to Castaic, actually right by uh, Trefari's uh, neighborhood. So, I know where that is. It's like, it's like one or two exits past the rink. That's correct. That's correct. North of the rink. It's like uh, 
I guess when you come down the uh, the hill after the grapevine and all that stuff, it's one of the uh, major stopping points if you're coming back from the Bay Area to L.A. So, yeah, you know, like a steak junction, as they say. Jacques, would you ever go fishing? I no. No. No, no I... I kind of almost was around fishing like two summers ago when the boys and I drove through Austin and we stayed with my friend, John, he took the boys. We, we all went out to this, this awesome place. This, you know, you could, it was a beer commercial. We went to a beer commercial. There's this place, a friend or a friend has a cabin, a mile, mile and a half secluded. It's nice, but it has this rock thing where you can jump off into like a bottomless pit. Where's this place again? It's out just outside of Austin. Oh, I, no, where's this bottomless pit I can jump into? It's, it's, <laughs> it's this podcast. It's called Carnival <laughs> Personnel. And you willingly came back here. Uh, uh, so, so, as a conservation thing, at one point, this story, this thing empties out into a river, but it narrows. And my buddy John, as a favor to the property owner, goes out there a couple times a month and fishes and then takes the fish and dumps it downstream because it can't mm. get over. So it was a conservation right. thing. So the boy said, you know, I said to the boys, do you want to fish? And they're like, well, Papa doesn't eat meat and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, this is uh, – you're helping save them. I yeah. also, it's a fish rescue. It is. I also – like, don't tell the wife. <laughs> you know, she, I, I, just both of you shut the fuck up. Um, He's going to have a koi pond in a couple of days. Don't worry about a, it. A bit fast. A koi I, pond. You don't really need a pool, do you? You don't need a pool. <laughs> right. Don't, don't – you know you can do – Make that happen, Biff. Um, so, but I've also said to the boys specifically, Biff, pre-pandemic, maybe two times a year, three times a year, he does these half-day charter boats where you can go, you know, a couple miles out and do serious deep sea sport fishing. And I told the boys, if you are curious about this, if you want to eat fish, if you want to give it a try, I'm a hundred percent on board. Biff would love to take you out, but you have to. Catch it, clean it, gut it, eat it. And if you can do that, my hat's off to you. So Biff Biff has. I've been to Biff's house when he's come home with like some, you know, big trophy fishes that he's ended up like, you know, cooking for the F&H crowd and stuff like <laughs> nice. that. Nice. Yeah. I'm well, you know, part of it, that is a lie. It's, you know, it, it, what he really meant to say was, you know, if you want to take Biff out, uh, have Biff take you out so that I have to deal with you for a freaking half a day. <laughs> I'm all for it. That's what was really what he meant to say, but it's a win-win Biff. Why, you know, right. <laughs> why do you have to find the, the, the uh, cloud inside the silver lining? <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> you know? so Ocean fishing though. I, you know, ocean fishing is when I do uh, keep the, you know, a lot, you know, I don't keep everything. And then the, there's also limits, right? So you, you can't necessarily keep everything anyway. Uh, Where would you put also, it? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But uh, but but when I go bass fishing, uh, I you know I I release all of those fish, so I don't I don't take those home. So yeah, so they're all catch and release. You know, most like the girls I dated before I got married. Um, two what about the girls you dated after you got married? You, you know what? This this is going to be the one <laughs> podcast she listens to, asshole. <laughs> this will be the one time she listens. But you were telling me that, like, you know, that's that's why you paid them so they, they would leave. Right. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's You're not paying the prostitute for sex. You're paying her to leave after. All right, Mr. Getz. So two years ago, if either one of you chuckle fucks said to me, you know what? You're going to absolutely love Little Nas X someday. And I tell you, 
if my sons sing that fucking song one more time, you know, I, I just hope things work out in the foster care system for them. <laughs> Flash forward to uh, April. Of, well, you know, maybe maybe it was you know since March la- last March, yeah. Little Nas management says to me, "Are you following what's going on with Little Nas X?" And I looked at her and said, "Um, this is Jock. <laughs> you know, you must be confusing me with one of your other boyfriends." That guy on Twitter is. Uh, you know what? He he's he's a black Richard Marks. He is just one of the best follows. Everything he posts is hysterical. And of course, I'm talking about the uproar over his video, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, right. With Satan? With Satan. With Satan. <laughs> Do you know what this is all about, Biff? Oh, I, I, there, the, isn't it tied to some shoe or something? Something like there was some like a shoe shoe with blood in it or something like that. So he doesn't he does a music video. Fun fact. Fun fact. Black country guy, gay. And he does a video where he slides down, he goes to heaven, and he's like, yeah, this scene ain't for me. So he slides down a fireman pole to hell. Or a stripper pole. A stripper pole. (laughs) You're right. See how how out of it I am? (laughs) He slides down a stripper pole and proceeds to give Satan a lap dance. And, And... People who tend to like country music um, tend to not like um, what's that word? Black people or gay people. And if you got to, you know, they loved him two years ago with Old Town Road. Like he was one of the good ones then. Loved him then. But now well, he, he brought Billy Ray Cyrus. Back. He, he did. You know, oh, did Billy Ray bring Nas X to the world? Mm. You know, little chicken and egg thing there. But but so his video upsets a lot of people. And he just instantly like one of my favorite posts. He was at some music show a year ago where he had the most flamboyant of flamboyant outfits on. It's like, y'all surprised this guy's gay. He didn't say this guy. He, you know, he's, yeah. he used the word the three of us won't throw out there. Oh, but every time. Somebody says something, he was just awesome. It's like, you've all been telling me I'm going to hell anyways. Why are you so upset when I did? <laughs> you know? You know, the thing about Lil Nas X is he can use two words we can't say. Yes. Fashion and what was the other one? <laughs> Style. Uh, but he is. And so somewhere along the line, he came up with this ripoff, excuse me, Nike shoe. That has like a drop of blood in in like the stitching. Yeah, man. And I think it has like some other like you know satanic like pentagon, you know, pentagon, pentagram, oh, pentagram. Thank you. See again. I don't know. Why I was told there would be no math. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah. So honestly, for the last two or three weeks, I've been following that dude, and he is. Hist- doesn't get upset, doesn't get flustered, doesn't call names back. He points it all back to him like a lot when he's like, you know, so y- you saw what you wanted to see then, you know, but same, wearing these same loafers and like, you know, whatever else. But seriously, little Nas X, um, uh, big fan of, I'm a big fan of him. I- I've forgiven oh, I him for Old Town Road. I got it. That's kind of like, you know, like, uh, how uh, Rob Halford described, you know, being, you know, so Rob Halford, the yep. lead singer for Judas Priest, and him describing him coming out as like, I mean, did you see what I was wearing? Wait, 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 wait. You wait. be surprised. Rob Halford is gay. <laughs> I have to sit down somewhere else right now and just kind of collect my thoughts, rethink everything I thought was true. 
Well, that, know, that, with, it is. It's one of those things where we had a friend at, at college who had a gigantic wall banner. You know, one of those really nice ones you win at like the Wilmington Fourth uh, of July. I always like the uh, neon mirrors. So I had a, I had a, I had a rush. I yes. had a rush moving picture. Well, let me like check the color of, of your skin. Yep. <laughs> Checks out. Wait, got, got a penis. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Check and check. And he was devastated when the news came out. He's like, so all those love songs are are about a dude? <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, oh, but but yeah, so I have. I, I, I've, I've, and I'm quite sure me forgiving little Nas X for Old Town Road comes as quite a relief. Yeah, right. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm going back a step. I said I had two, two big winners on on the Twitter this week. One was the thing to about the POTUS. The other thing was, and I think Biff pointed it out. There's a Komodo dragon loose in a convenience yep. store, and it, it climbs well, it's up. Not a Komodo a sh- dragon. What? It's not a Komodo dragon. It's it's a it's a monitor. Komodo dragons are scary as fuck. And they don't go into uh, uh, convenience stores. So, no. And what was this creature? I think it was an uh, Asian water monitor. Did it look fucking scary as hell? It's not Komodo dragon. You know why Komodo dragons are scary as fuck? On top of all that scary looking shit, it's got constantly... It has, it has perpetual drool coming out of its mouth, and that's what makes them scarier than the other lizards. Well, I, I saw this thing, and, I, and I'm and i like, well, I haven't left the house in last year, and uh, I think this is about 2,000 miles away, at least from where I am, so I'm going to leave the house never again. Yeah. 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 You have a 400 likes on it. Killing it. Just killing it on, on the Twitter. Well, you know, you're you piggybacking know, my, on the uh, Patton Oswalt well, train my, that you were... Oh, what did he say? No, no, I think you replied to his t- Oh, it was his. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know... Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my biggest um, uh, tweet was easily at one time I, I found a, a, a page from my old yearbook and saw this one photo of this person performing. You know, I, back in college, they used to bring in people to just perform on campus. And I saw this person and I'm thinking, that looks a lot like Melissa Etheridge. And I need to find out. So I basically cropped that photo and tweeted at Melissa Etheridge and said, hey, you know, did you happen to perform in Caltech circa 83, 84? And she goes, yep, that's me. And she started telling their story about how, you know, look at those boots. And man, and I, that guitar was stolen. I missed that guitar. Oh, wow. And of course, I got a gazillion Dude, likes, that's awesome. You know, because of Melissa Etheridge. But, yeah, you know, I, obviously. I want to remind Biff that he also got into some hot water on Twitter. Remember? Oh, yeah. Wasn't there oh, that, like some? No, that was not hot water. That was entertainment. What was, was hot water? What was it? it? The Star Wars thing? You know. I forget. What no, it no, was. no, no, no. I, uh, I basically called. Oh, I think I basically called Batman, um, uh, Hawkeye with better, you know, uh, with 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 a better suit and better toys or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like just a guy that had, you know, a bunch of like neat gear, but really no skills or anything well, well, cool to, to quote, to quote bat, bat fleck you know so what are your special powers again i'm rich <laughs> it's like yeah. so so that yeah no that that was that was even by biff's nerdy understanding of how the caltech people and he's been in these circles of um eh, special people he was a little unprepared for how 
adamant people can defend. No, no, or... I I was actually completely prepared oh. from the standpoint of I listen to your idiotic arguments <laughs> all the time about how oh Batman and his intelligence and his own he could outsmart Superman. Dude, Superman is just gonna crush him. End of story. It's like this, and you know, so he uh, was similarly. Like... It's like King Kong versus Godzilla. Godzilla can breathe fire. End of story. Uh, radioactive fire. Yeah, yeah. So you're. It's like. We'll, why we'll, do you get, that's about? We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That that that's on the list. Um, but I will say, honestly, uh, the other the uh, when you started to go down the road of photos from Caltech, I thought you were going to bring out. Oh, you found this photo from Caltech performing as the Partridge Family. That's true. I was Keith Partridge. Nice. You were stunning. And is st- what you were. I, may I say you still are Keith Partridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In my like, eyes, I'm dead? You oh know no, Cassidy's dead. <laughs> no, no, Keith Partridge, man, he'll never die. He'll never die. He'll never die. Him and Ruben Kincaid are out there killing it. Yes, killing it. Ruben Kincaid. Yeah, what about him? Who's you know? You know who Ruben Kincaid is? Biff? He's the manager. Yeah, Thank the, you. It, I know that. I thought you were gonna give me a fun fact. Like he was gay. No, it's, that's not fun. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> um, What's the matter with that? <laughs> nothing. Oh, shocks canceled. Shocks canceled. Shocks canceled. Okay, oh, that means what? I take the podcast over. Oh no. Yes. That, damn it. No! <laughs> you don't literally have to take off your headphones and do a walk away. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> That's a sprint sprint away. <laughs> Let me do what the kids do. You're doing your impression of my dad. <laughs> On Father's Day. Daddy's issues. <laughs> so far. Um, so uh, I'm going to, speaking of cancel culture, let's, let's talk about cancel culture. Please, it hasn't been talked about. Enough. I am tired. <sighs> Of these snowflakes out there wanting to cancel things left and right. And yeah. it's getting out of hand. It's like now they want to cancel. Um, oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, I'm just being told that's the conservatives who are now the kings of cancel culture. What? Uh, what, what are we canceling this? What is Mitch canceling this week? Um, MLB. Why? Which is funny. They're canceling MLB in a stadium in Texas with 38,000 fans. I don't think they're canceling. No, no, no. Well. Georgia, Georgia. No, 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 no. And the Texas Rangers opened the other day to a oh, right, right, 38,000 full yeah, house okay, stadium yeah. at the same time. And three masks. <laughs> yeah, one of them was the catchers. Right. <laughs> All we care. All we folks is oh. comedy stylings of Joseph Larenko. Um No, so we're here. You know, uh, what's going on in Georgia, of course, the restrictive thing. And, you know, people like me did at first say, hey, Coca-Cola, you should. Aspartame. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get back to it. Oh, we did the old. We we have to desynchronize. Yeah. Can you. What? 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 Well, hold on a sec. Because where Ellen's working. Hey, babe. You're, you're doing oh. your podcast. That's why I hung up. Yeah, no, but it, it kicked us off because when you call on FaceTime, it comes through the computer. <laughs> so. Okay. Should I still say hear- hello? Hello. Hello. You okay? Hello. Can you hear me? So I, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. good. All right. Um, we, we talked with Paul. We talked with Paul. It was awesome. What? We talked to Paul, Adam's dad. Yeah. Hysterical! It was absolutely hysterical, but but Joe's still here, and uh, we're doing the other podcast. So I will call you in the morning. Love you, babe. Love you. Good night. All right. Sorry about that. She didn't know we were still doing this, and that's right. 
Even if I turn that, I have this ringer turned off, but it's like, why am I hearing her? So we now I'm not trying to get this video. So how, where are we rewinding back to? Uh, first, I can't see you on our screen yet. So why? Okay. Why is that? I do not know. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Oh, there, you, there we are. No, but... I can see us, but I can't get back to the. Huh. That's weird. No, just. Hold on. We got. We, we can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to pause. Go ahead. So, what of course we're talking about is the reaction to the reaction to what's going on in Georgia. Georgia, Georgia really wants to make sure. Hey, by by, I shouldn't say Georgia, the powers to be, the white powers to be in Georgia, wanted to make sure that everybody knows just because a Jewish guy and a black guy got elected to go to the Senate, we're still a bunch of racist fucks who control everything. And to make sure we can keep controlling everything, we're going to – you can't even say disenfranchise. We're going to make it nearly impossible for black people to vote. We won't go into the details. Everybody knows them. Yep. But at first, people like me were like, hey, Coca-Cola. Hey, Delta. How are you cool with this happening? And within a couple of days, Coke and Delta and a couple other people are like, no, we're not cool. <laughs> this is happening. In fact, we're very uncool that this is happening. And, and which launched the other side, the anti the anti cancel culture people to go full on cancel culture from from the top, from Florida man to, uh, you know, Mitch McTurtle flat out saying, you know, uh, uh, Republic conservatives like baseball too. Conservatives drink Coke, and what what I thought was the most hysterical things is Florida man railing against. He lists like the twenty companies he wants conservatives to boycott. He is going to boycott Coke himself, but of course takes a picture with trying to hide the Coke. Yeah, it was actually like right behind his Diet Coke button. It was like <laughs> it was like, what are you doing, you? You fucking flaming orange turd. Just reminding us that nothing's changed. And then the best thing is Mr. Citizens United, Mr. You know, companies are people, my friend, Mitch, you know, Mitch saying companies should stay out of politics. Oh, boy. Did you hear that one? No, I did not. Oh, he was really, yeah. really adamant. And then he well, catches himself. Well, no, actually, no, not stay out of politics. They should stay out of making political statements. But they could. They should still be giving money to politicians. Yes, right. The 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 opinion should stay out of politics. The money yeah. should stay money in should politics. Stay in politics. Yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah. But but yeah. Uh, you know, of course, Mitt Romney, who famously that was that was a big. And I don't know if it brought him down in 2012, but that was one of the things where he was on the heels of the Citizens United thing, kept being asked about it, and he very famously said, you know. Uh, Companies are people, my friend. Companies are people. And just the flip-flopping now. And, of course, Mitch trying to – just the twisting into a pretzel that they're railing against. And, man, is he good at it, though. He is really good at it. But He's better at making cookies in that treehouse. The the crazy thing is – it's not crazy. It's it's just – you. I don't know if you have to be disgusted or just applaud. And I mean that they are so brazen that you have to applaud that they just put it out there and there's nothing you could fucking do about it. The governor of Georgia behind closed doors that we talked about last time signs this 
horrible Jim Crow piece of legislation surrounded by 10 other white guys in front of a picture of a plantation. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's like if it was in a movie, you'd be like, all right, that's a little heavy handed. We get it. They're racist, but we don't. I, I thought, wasn't there somebody else that wanted to be in uh, like on the show? Wanted somebody knocking on the door? Maybe uh, uh, there was there was a, a, a state, a state senator who was yep. politely by herself knocking a door. No bear spray, no zip ties, mm-hmm. no body armored, who was, you know, dragged away and arrested and charged with two federal counts of obstruction. And one of the very interesting things is that piece of legislation is supposed to be signed in a public forum. Mm -hmm. It should be open to the public, especially a seating state senator. So she was doing her job, except she kind of messed up. Um, she, I use the word she, so that's mistake one or one. And then she just fucked up and she decided I'm not going to be white. So oh. it's really, it's really, she has nobody. If she had a dick and was white mm-hmm. and conservative, mm-hmm. she would have been more than welcome to go in the room. Ah. But she chose not to be white and not to be a dude and not to be conservative. Hmm. So really. A real, yeah. A triple threat, really. <laughs> Literally a triple threat to the Republicans. Hey, you know what? But it's 1963, and maybe some days it gets better. The, the thing that the the part of this though that's kind of hilarious for me is that so in response to this, right? I and I don't know if the, if it's in, if it's a law yet, but I know that they're pushing this bill to strip Delta of a fuel tax credit, which is like. You know that that is the kind of you know tax credit that the you know the conservatives want to give to big business, while a lot of the you know the you know conservationists and the you know the pro environmental people want to kill. So like as a pro in, in the process of canceling Delta, they're doing the libs you know a solid. You know, uh, so, well, that's yeah. that's the whole thing. It, it's it's you go down the I list. Mean, they, of, they hit them so much that they'll they'll go on the lib side. They are nailed. They nailed the cell phone. I'll tell you that the Republicans they really do nail the cell phone. They, 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 like... they do. Well, the great thing is, and I do. I have a friend from high school who's a conservative, but he is, you know, for women's choice. He's he's quote unquote like a fiscal conservative, but in every other thing, you know, he has he's a real you know like. You know what he calls gay marriage? Marriage. You know, I mean, he's a, he's a, but he always says it's like, oh, the free market, the free market. Well, except when the free market says we're not getting on your planes and we have to bail the planes out. We're not going to buy your cars. You have to bail them out. He's like, yeah, they're all for the free market until they need the handout. They're too big to fail. And it's the same thing. I think it's, it's either Disney, I think it's maybe Disney who is putting out there, um, Walt Disney World or Disney World or Disneyland, Disney World's in Florida, sorry, that they might require a vaccine passport. And the governor down there is saying, no, we're not going to do that. You can't make people show. And so you're like, okay, wait a minute. So you can step in and say, oh, we don't want to make a gay wedding cake. A business has a right to say who they want to you know, sir, but in a global pandemic, if a company like Disney says, yeah, we don't want to put every one of our, you know, employees and our other guests at risk, we want to require that people show that they've been vaccinated and the government steps in and says, no, you don't, you can't regulate that. We're not doing that. Yeah, now, 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 we do want uh, voters to show their IDs. 
Yes. <laughs> Before right. they have the legal right to vote. But uh, that's a different story. That's a completely yes. different story. Yeah. And, and, and they cannot finish a complete sentence without contradicting themselves. I'm going to point out what Stephen Colbert had said on his show the other night, moving on to the next subject. He said he was talking about the drug ecstasy. And he goes, if you don't know what ecstasy is, it's the feeling you get when you find out Matt Gates is trending. <laughs> <laughs> and it's horrible because we're talking about child sex trafficking for for real which is really weird that the QAnon people have completely disappeared yeah where'd you go this is like showtime come on and five four <laughs> three, three two, two. I mean, you're on your line george we are oh, your do, line do you really think i should yeah. swear yeah. Uh. <laughs> but she but seriously they 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 were awful quiet about like priests and awful quiet about like the Florida guy when he was in there, and here it is yet another one of their own. We don't know if Matt Gates was having sex with a seventeen year old in a pizza kitchen. He, he very well. Uh, my favorite my favorite thing as we're recording this, and it's forty eight hours before it drops, uh, so so much could change. Venmoing the money on a yes. publicly. Oh like, my god! Right. You see the the Venmo trail is hilarious. So be, oh my god! To clarify what the Venmo transaction yeah. was. It was Matt Gates Venmoing money Wait. to um, an entity, a person, right? Who who himself is looking about forty years of jail time, right? And then that, but what did that person do? I mean, I can venue Venmo you money, and I'm not being charged with sex trafficking. Now, how do you connect the dots? Well, you then take that money uh -huh. and you forward it to three other women who may or may not be women because they're children uh, who are 17. Is it the exact amount of money that I just Venmoed or Matt Gates have just Venmo this man? I, I'd say to the penny, <laughs> but 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 that's not even <laughs> descriptive enough. Right, exactly. Are there micro pennies? Are there bitcoins in there? And and, and I, I Venmo. I Venmo once a week. I Venmo our piano teacher. Uh -huh. And there's a button that can say public or private. Uh, nobody fucking needs to know the exorbitant amount that I pay for piano lessons. And so I have that private button pushed. Yeah. Um. And and it's just awesome that the more you go, oh, but at least at least the women in his office have stepped up to defend him. And that's my next favorite thing. There was an open letter from the women of Matt Gates' office attesting to his upstandingness as a citizen. <laughs> Fun fact, not signed by anybody, <laughs> but it was addressed from the women of Matt Gates' office. He had a note. Right, right. I, I got a note. <laughs> Sign Matt Gates's women. <laughs> you know who would have figured out the Venmo thing? The 17-year-old that he was Venmoing the money to. <laughs> and for the first couple days, all the media kept saying, this 17-year-old woman, the 17-year-old woman. And finally, woman. a lot of broadcasters finally like, because people like me on Twitter, every chance they got were like... Girl. girl, 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 child. Yeah, yeah. you right. know, an under because you you don't you're trying you're watering down or you're trying to like smooth over the fact that this guy might have had a sexy thing with a kid, right? A technical I, you know, kid. I mean, I've always hated that because, of course, you know, where Joe and I grew up, 
in the midst of like, you know, the priest bullshit, it's like, oh, he molested. No. Why? Why are we watering it down? It's rape. Yeah. <laughs> you know right, I mean? right, right. Why do we say, oh, they molested this kid? No, you didn't right. molest anybody. Well, then we get you know, the news. They don't want to be making accusations and stuff without, you know, proof. They don't want to be. <laughs> but even flat out. right. So so flat out, Matt. And and <laughs> what I love, what I love is again. Again, and we're not going to talk about this person that much because, you know, I've sworn it off. But the loyalty only works one way. <laughs> like, like like Matt Gates for the well, last four years has walked around full time wearing knee pads. Well, and- so but, you know, like the other one, you know, you talked about women supporting him. You know, I also saw that Marjorie Taylor Greene is wiping all of her social media of any photos of her with Matt Gates. If you lose- and so like these other guys, other people are just now reposting. Hey, I heard Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to wipe the, uh, you know, the Internet with. Is she uh, trying you know, to cancel of- him? Is she trying to cancel? Because <laughs> it sounds like more cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> from the look, if you're too much for the Jew space laser lady, <laughs> if she wants to distance from you, you, yeah. you know, right? you got some serious. Pro- but he did, I guess, he asked for a pardon. Uh, obviously, didn't get one. Um, is hoping for some kind of statement, you know, uh, from from up above, <laughs> and, and the walls are shrinking. On I him. think even Fox News, like. Turned him down for some sort of thing. Well, well these turned him down because originally, you know, and, and, and yeah. so much has happened since the last podcast. They didn't turn him down at first. His good friend Tucker Carlson opened him on with well, welcomed him with open arms. Uh-huh. Did you see that interview? I saw uh, the weird part. The, the, the well, weird yeah. part. <laughs> Don't you watch oh, Tucker Carlson every night? Yeah, yeah. You remember? Right. You were there. Right. You were there. <laughs> That's like the end of Tommy Boy. I lost my virginity, your daughter. <laughs> Frank, you were there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> but when he throw when he doesn't throw Tucker on the bus, he's under the bus, so he's pulling him down with them. It's like, dude, you got to get some of this tire here <laughs> then, uh, right so the, so they've gone full on okay but but it's crazy how much they don't even talk about what's going on with that which is fine it, it doesn't really matter but i'm i'm thinking by the time this p- drops by the time we I, I do. I hope it's something that doesn't get brushed over or go away because this is serious. Every day on Twitter, I'm seeing, oh, by the way, Matt Gates is being investigated for, you know, possibly having sex with a 17 year old woman and involved in sex trafficking. And then, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go away because this is just too juicy a story. And and because Florida man is not gobbling up the news every day. He's not drawing our right. attention away with shiny keys and stuff. You know, we have a new focus. What did you see his tweet the other day? No. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Enough of that awfulness. Biff, what is happening in the homeland? Well, you know, um, once again, Canada, um, Japan, Japan, Japan. Okay. Japan. Just to clarify, he has like three homelands. For Christ's right? sake. He wasn't wanted uh, growing up. Now he's wanted in three countries. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's well, only three. Uh, uh, obviously, you know, crimes run. Crime runs rampant in Japan. At, you know, every week, uh, I I see horrific, horrific videos, and so I I sent you one of the news clips from this week, where I don't know if you so, had a chance no, to look 100% at it. One hundred percent saw it. That lizard uh, was not in Japan, by the way. I just want to make clear. That was in Thailand. That was in Thailand. I, okay. I know. Are, are those are those different places? Shocks <laughs> canceled again. Shocks <laughs> canceled again. 
<laughs> you know, as long as you're not talking about how our eyes look or something like that, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> he leaves that. Which to is you. another discussion. That's like your thing, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go but on. Anyway, these, were... Yeah, these these two hooligans were caught demolishing a crab display in front of a crab restaurant in the in the in the in, in Osaka. I mean, it's just. I mean, who would attack a defenseless? plastic crab. I thought you were going to say you. something about Nintendo World because I was about to lose my shit if something had bad happened in Nintendo World, which is in Osaka, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, see? Yeah. Which is north of Tokyo. Ooh, By about look. 2 2 hours on train. It's actually west, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Northwest. Um so so uh so you sent the video and again, it's like it, it, they're not suspects. Why are you? Why are you giving them the curtain? You, not you. Biff doesn't make these right, 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 decisions. Right. Why are they blocking out these people's faces? They're doing yeah. it. I mean, you know, as I understand it, is that yeah, they're doing it, but um, it's not the media's job to out the identities of these people. That is the police's job. Mm. So once the police finds them and books them and everything else, then it's open season. But until then, they well, have to be blurred. Now, wait a minute. Are you saying that the Japanese media practices restraint when it comes to people's it's privacy? It's actually not that they practice restraint. I think it's actually legally required. I think they would be breaking laws. Ah, it's a so breaking law. So, you know, here in our country, it's like, hey, help us identify this asshole. <laughs> you know, yeah, the FBI right. Is or it's like, it's been alleged that this person did X, Y, Z, Y, Z. Right. So, and this so, is so, yeah, social but, security yeah. And this is why he's a senator. And <laughs> <laughs> So if, if this was a police thing where I think if the police, you know, called out and said, we need your help identifying these things, at that point, I think that the, the you know, the media can show that because they're not showing this whatever footage they're showing you know a police document right so i think that at that point it, it turns so just like the last time where we had the the old man stealing underwear from the you know the balcony of you know apartment buildings they have to blur the guy's face but obviously you know there are people who know what that guy looks like and he's probably been arrested by now i should follow up on that important news story also Yes, we do need updates, like like unsolved mysteries. We, we need updates. Yes, uh, we do need updates. You are a Robert so, Stack of Japanese crime. <laughs> I like that. If you are anybody Japanese else, you crime. know. That is one of the you know. This is the thing that 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 like you you see all these crimes even now like all of the all those insurrectionists they still have those tweets out saying or we patriot. still need help identifying this person, right? right. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, You're right. You know, for a bunch of people who tell us that we all look alike, you know, criminals get caught in Japan. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's well, it's that's weird. what I was going to say. Why are you bothering to blur out the faces? Isn't that being redundant? Am I canceled? Am I canceled? Did I hit the cancel trifecta button? Yeah, that that hit the post. That hit the post. <laughs> you don't have the hat trick yet. So I will say that that clip, and I and we'll post it on on Twitter, and, and if you want to put it, if you could put it on Facebook, um, Biff. One of the things about that that news clip is it completely um, dispenses the myth that everybody in Japan knows karate because that <laughs> guy had the weakest Worst. flying kick. I mean, Wait, it he, was, he attempted a flying. He kick? tried. To, <laughs> it, it's literally it's, it's about like you know the size of a skeleton. It's like six yeah. feet tall, you know, or actually maybe it's four feet tall and he's shorter. I don't know how it works, but he tried to do this running kick, and it's like. Dude, seriously? Yeah. 
Um, that takes a lot of chutzpah because I, how many times have you attempted a flying kick ever? Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to sort of have like confidence or some sort of like, yeah. Star Wars kid lack. <laughs> a lack of awareness or yeah, you're just, you have to be, you know, committed to even Could attempt have been a drunk. flying kick. Could have been drunk. Uh, but, yes. yeah. and, then, and then they just decide to jump on the top and pull the, pull the hole. Was there live crabs in there? No, well, uh, probably inside the restaurant. I think the rest. I think the part of the reason why the restaurant didn't detect it. it I'm I'm thinking it's possible that it's one of those deals where the display is in the front of the building, but you go in and the crab restaurant is kind of upstairs from there. Okay. So I think you know. And did so, that happen yeah. at like four in the morning? Because there was nobody on the street. No, no, that was one of the things that they pointed out. It wasn't four in the morning, um, but apparently it was kind of like. They say it's kind of like a back street where there's not as much traffic. Okay, and 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 obviously people aren't out as much in general, right? Because of the, uh, because of the, a lot of the COVID restrictions and so on. So yeah, but 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 yeah, a, a, another week of just unacceptable crime. Yeah, it, it's, it's unbelievable. This anti-crab okay. crime has to stop. I I just want to be the first <laughs> to say that. Look, I, I've I've been fighting crabs. Since I was about seventeen years old, it's you're part of the problem, man. You're part battle. of the problem. I have I have a couple of those extra little combs if you need to borrow them. So, so <laughs> look at me. Do you think I need <laughs> a crab comb ever? Gonna have gone. <laughs> so this, I am now in a precarious situation because or precarious. Six of one, two dozen of the. Thank God you're here. Um, <laughs> I'm the Alex Trebek now of. <laughs> you're not dead. I wish I was. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hey, John, can you do an Alex Trebek uh, impression? Oh, never mind. But that that you know that that there's a line, Biff. I I, I think I think Biff might be uh, he might be trying to like get an assist on the cancellation <laughs> here. <laughs> He's a goddamn national treasure in two countries. Um. I, I will say, just I don't briefly, think people know him in Japan. Did what? you, did oh, you guys see him? Um, did you guys see any Jeopardy highlights from this week? Aaron Rodgers was the host. Yeah. And one day, a contestant did not know the answer. So they wrote the answer that said, why did they kick the field goal? Or who decided to kick the field goal? Yes. And, oh, and, and Final Jeopardy. And like Final he, Jeopardy. Yeah, he didn't know the answer. So, he, 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 because the rules are the host has to read what's written on the on the, the, yeah. the placard there. And, yeah, why did he kick? Yeah, and, I, and, I, remind the non-sports viewing audience, which is nobody except so, for me. In, in the Packers game against the great Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yes. the Buccaneers had... It was something I forget what the sport the thing was. They needed a touchdown. That's right. They needed, right. Yes. And and look, there's an old adage. It's like, okay, we need two scores. Let's get the field goal out of the way. Instead of going for it on like fourth and eight, we'll kick the field goal now. We're onside kick, and then we got another job at a touchdown. They went for it and they didn't get but it. But if we but they so they went and and it was one of those things. It's like, in theory, that's kind of so if you were just making decisions based on an Excel spreadsheet and numbers and stats and not, oh, there's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the five fucking greatest quarterbacks in the last <laughs> 10 years. Let's not take the ball out of his hand when the game matters the most. And it, even in the post-game interview that day, 
He didn't throw the coach under the bus, but he sure didn't fucking throw a lifeline Mm -hmm. and say, well, you know, if you look at it, it was the right thing to do. It's like, yeah, maybe we could have gone for it. But, you know, statistics say no. In the postgame interview, he was asked why they kicked the field goal and he couldn't do anything except I have no idea. Uh I don't make those decisions. (laughs) And so in final jeopardy, when some and it was dear. And headlights. <laughs> just it might have only been two or three seconds, but it seemed like that pregnant pause went on for uh, a couple trimesters. Right. I wonder if the editor was a Tampa Bay fan. <laughs> like just like you know, added an extra couple of seconds to his reaction. It's uh you know, because Alex Trebek a little over a year ago, a little under a year ago, somebody didn't know the answer. Maybe they did, and they just wanted this moment with Alex when it's like, you know, we love you, Alex. Right, yes. And, and Alex yeah. Trebek is for, you know, he gets for clamped. Yeah. Talk amongst yeah. yourselves. <laughs> I'll give you a topic. The yeah. peanut is neither a pea nor a nut. Discuss. Discuss. <laughs> uh, so, so that was it. So, no, the, the predicament I find myself in now is when I was doing the rundown, I, I painstakingly went to the vault and curated one of my favorite, <laughs> you know, self-indulgent theaters for my good friend Joe to play. But now Uh-oh. my good friend Joe is here yeah, and he also has accidentally started twice during the podcast <laughs> sing a DMX song. Oh, no. so, so at Dude, this point, I, I think, I, you know, you don't have to. I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot. Yes, I do. <laughs> but if you want to find a DMX song that you think you kind of know, and I think I didn't put it into your head. You said Paul Lynn sing a DMX song. <laughs> oh, and then no. I will. I will then try to find the the um, the, the karaoke you know, music for it, and I will try to mix it in. But if you want to give it a try, I, I I can't only because I don't know a DMX song well enough. Well enough. I really I, all I know is you know y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. But I only know the chorus. I don't know any like rhythm or cadence. I couldn't do DMX justice. I don't want to. I mean, the man is a he just recently passed. I don't want to disrespect DMX. I, I understand. I don't want to disrespect uh, rap in general. <laughs> I mean, I already kind of did that with the Beastie Boys and Vanilla Ice, by the way, which was already a disrespect. It was like a meta kind of disrespect. How do you culturally appropriate something that's been culturally appropriated? By the way, let's point out that the two raps that I've done on the podcast are by white artists. So it's like uh, artist. I'm not throwing artists, making it plural. No, no, no. The the artists were the Beastie Boys. Okay, the three of them. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. So unless Biff wants to do a uh, self-indulgent theater, do you have a a recommendation or a suggestion? Or have you was there ever thing? Have have you ever like listened to any of my dumb impersonations and go, you know what? That would sound great if he was reciting the Declaration of Independence, (laughs) or if he was, you know. Um, I got to, you know, I, I should start thinking a little bit more deeply because, you know, like you, I am a huge, huge Paul Lind fan. You mm. know, I grew up on Paul Lind. I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, just in between the Hollywood Squares and and Bewitched, right? I mean, that was yeah. so central to my upbringing. And, you know, Paul Lind was a, it, 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 it's, it's, I have a hard time describing what television was like to my children because it's it was such a different, you know, way of, presenting entertainment than yeah. it is today, right? Yeah, it was yeah, so. it was very very show busy. Right. But there's also the this, you know, the whole concept of variety shows, right, is something that I can, you know, like I can't my son has no idea why anybody would watch variety shows. 
And that was like most of the programming, right? Not right. most, but a lot of the programming. Yeah, because they would kids today, these kids today, they don't know about broadcasting and having to appeal to a mass large swath right. of people right. that have varying tastes. Where it's just like, yeah, you might not like the guy that yodels, but your grandmother who's next to you yeah. might like the guy that yodels. Right. And then you'll like the singing uh, lady or something like that. You, you would. You the would, plate spinner. You would watch you would watch TV generation general gener Help me out with the word. Jenna, Generationally? Jenna, Jenna, Jason, Jenna Jameson Lee? <laughs> Generationally? Grandma, grandma ma, yeah. daughter, your grandson, you know, all that. Because I, I did. I remember I would be at my Uncle Bud's house and his wife and her spinster sister who lived down the street lived for Lawrence Welk. But you would have Lawrence Welk doing an ABBA song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm that's serious. why we have Bing Crosby and, Bing Crosby and David and Bowie, Bowie. Oh, yes. singing. You know, little drummer boy, right? Uh -huh. I mean, that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. Yeah, so, and it is. It, and back then, because Joe and I have talked about all these, there was a special once a week. Like, somebody had a variety show on almost weekly. Or whether it was the Donnie Marie show that lasted half a season. Uh, Donnie Marie went a no, long No, no, Donnie Marie lasted. No, you're talking, you're thinking of, years. like, Pink Lady and Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Those are like, those are, or like the, um, the, the, the mimes. Who are the mimes? Um, um, you know, oh, Shields and Yarnell. Shields and Shields Yarnell. And... Yes. Look at Biff with the big gloves. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like everybody had a variety show in the seventies because it was so cheap to produce, and they were like, yep. you know, there were monsters. one guy wrote them. They were like, you know, Donnie Marie or the Osmonds, and then you had Cher, you know, Sonny and Cher. But then, uh, you know, if there were variety shows now, you would have Paul Lynn doing a DMX song. Because yeah. that's kind of like what they did. Yeah. They would appropriate songs. Like you would have Lawrence Welk, you know, white bread singers doing, you know, like soul songs. Well, and that's what they like, did. Well, they literally had Steve Allen uh, basically recite rock lyrics, right? Because Steve Allen was notoriously an anti-rock music guy. Uh -huh. And so... And his his thing was that you know I'm you know I'm going to demonstrate how stupid this musical form is, <laughs> I think was the kind of the premise of it. The, so he would basically recite lyrics to rock you know rock music songs. And that was one you know wow. one of these ongoing sticks. I just want to say, if you're not Steve Allen, you're stealing my bit. Um, okay, so we will now go with what I had curated from the vault, which is our good friend Joe as John Oliver singing the theme from Cheers way back from uh, May 20th, 1919. 19, 19 what? 19, you got your okay there? No. 19. 19. No, we, were, we were doing this in the 90s, baby. That was the last pandemic. I get my pandemic years confused. 1918. Sorry. 1918? Hey, do you know, I, I actually... Um, Matt Gates, I think for a little bit was kind of into the COVID nineteen, then found out how old it was. I'm going to cancel you for that dumb joke. <laughs> oh, I pulled my labrium trying to stretch for that one. Oh boy! I figured I'd ask him as nicely as I could if he would please find it in his heart to do John Oliver doing the theme from Cheers. And I was going to say, just do the first two verse the verses from the. From the show, the you know third verse is is pretty great too, but it's not in the show about the guy who's like, does he become a cross dresser or become something a like yeah. that? Yes. <laughs> all right, so I, I here we go. Here we go. Uh, all right, this is just right off, all you. I'm right just off the old bean. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. 
wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights where you've got no light and the check is in the mail. And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail. You know what you did, cat. And the third fiancé didn't show. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Finally tonight, you want to be where you can see. Troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. They all know your name. Roll out of bed. Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. And your husband wants to be a girl. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where people know. People are all the same. You want to go where everybody supposedly knows your name. Finally tonight, alcoholism. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's one of your top three impressions. I'm, I'm going to make you do more John Oliver. I guess I only have three impressions then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, here's... Mm, labrium. <laughs> um, okay, now into sport. Um, I've already said it once. I'll say it again. Fuck you, Texas Rangers. Um, I mean, fuck you, the whole state of Texas with the exception of Austin, my good friend John. But the Texas Rangers kicked off the season in front of over 38,000 people. And if you see the footage and you're not completely repulsed and just weep openly, um, then you're probably in the Proud Boys. Of course, the governor, who was to throw out the first pitch out of protest, didn't show up. So mm. I'm quite sure that that dampened everybody's mood. And, of course, the Rangers got killed. What were you saying about, like... Oh, there's somebody tweeted that, like, you know, about in re reaction to people, you know, going en masse, 100% capacity to opening day at Ranger Stadium. It's like, yeah, can you imagine explaining, you know, having your, like, loved ones explain to your kids, like, why you died to go see the Texas Rangers of all things? Lose. Yeah, right, just lose. <laughs> um... Now, now we're going to talk about Biff's favorite athlete of all time. Uh, Tom Brady's been in the news a lot this week for non-football reasons. Well, semi-football reasons. Okay. Uh, have you? Been... Wait a minute. I don't dislike Tom Brady. Nobody does. You I'm... hate him. You hate him. <laughs> yeah. there no, are no, 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 no. There are people who like Tom Brady, and then there are people who really like Tom Brady, and that's yeah. Biff. Uh, but his rookie card... His rookie card sold for a, like a record-breaking, like, was it $2 million it went for this I week? did not see that, but, you know, like, no surprise, right? I mean, that's, that's how it works, right? Great players, you know, are going to, you know, the rookie cards are going to get, you know. Yeah. And, and then, and, and it's funny because I would have been completely caught off guard and have no idea what this next topic is, except it was a Saturday Night Live skit last week. Uh, Biff, do you want to do you want to bring on All Star Tommy, or can you explain what NFTs are? Well, it's you know what I only kind of tangentially know about it, but those are the ones where essentially these are digital products. They're not you know they could be anything, right? But they're these are kind of these digital products that has a kind of a receipt associated with it, 
so that only like only a certain number of people or only one person can own it kind of a thing right so it's kind of like um this certificate uh, of authenticity right it's like a digital well, digital time stamp or whatever right right so essentially i so i can own it and i can sell it and there is a transferring of you know whatever that makes it i i literally lose ownership of it i don't have it anymore somebody else has it right so i guess it just it's like another blockchain related stuff it's I a think. blockchain thing that right and from what i understand you don't even it's not you don't own the rights to the image right. itself you own the rights yeah. to the literal file you right. know because like there's metadata built into the file so like if that file gets passed around online like you own whatever right. but it's it's bullshitty kind of and the nft stands for non fungible token yeah. fungible's just a I you thought, can't have fun without fun. I was going to ask my doctor if non-fungible tokens <laughs> were right for me, but then I learned that it was something completely different. I love how every week now we have to fucking ex like, um, you know, so and so explain to the audience what this is. We had to explain what GameStop stocks were. Right. The other, yeah, like, when yeah. you know, can't we just have All Star be like rotating? Hey, this has to do with money and stuff. Yeah, and, right. and you went to a real school. Yeah. Can you explain? Pretty this? soon, I mean, now I'm like somebody came out. It was like this the artist named like JoJo something. She's like a young 17 year old pop star that came out on the news, and somebody had to explain to me who this person was and i'm like oh no i'm that yeah. guy yeah i'm like yeah. i don't know who this person is but but honestly snl last week had a and it was a parody of two trailer park girls go around the outside around the outside and it was pete davidson in the robin outfit as oh, eminem right and it was it was pretty fun but I guess Tom Brady is now getting. And there was an NFT sold a couple weeks ago for like sixty-six million yeah dollars. Sixty-six million dollars for American a, dollars? a meme. Yeah, real real money, hmm. real money. Hey, <laughs> I'm bringing this up for no reason except it just popped into my head, and I found out I was yesterday's year old <laughs> when I found out that Helen Keller's dad. Do you guys know about Helen Keller's dad? No. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think he was a general. What's a step down from a general? Captain. Like, not a colonel, right? Yeah, he, he's like colonel, a colonel, colonel, yeah. colonel in the Confederate Army. Well, I'll be. Yeah, I guess she came well, from money. Not, not, the, not enough money to buy her cider or hearing. But uh, I don't know if I felt less bad for her that her dad was a Confederate you know, colonel. Anyways, has nothing to do with sports. So now is she canceled by proxy? She's canceled. Yeah, she's done. Okay. She's done. I'm going to put her in a round room and go tell her to sit in the corner. Um, Biff, can you bring us up to speed on the Vancouver Canucks and their COVID oh situation? Oh, my God. So the Vancouver has not been playing hockey for the last maybe seven days. Ten and, years, if you ask me. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But we don't, and, and and we don't know when they'll be playing again because uh, as of right now, I think they have over twenty five people in their organizations, organization who has tested positive for COVID. Um, the kind of the irony of it, well, not the irony of it, but the so throughout this entire hockey season, um, um, uh, the Canadian division, uh, as they call it, the the North, the uh, the Scotia Bank North. Uh, has been uh, has avoided COVID issues by and large. They had a few, you know, a few things here and there, but um, you know, it's, it's been mainly the American teams. Uh, Dallas being hit the hardest for a variety, not just COVID, for a variety, variety of reasons, leading to uh, game uh, postponements and so on. But I'm at a point where the season is supposed to end in about a month, 
And I don't know if the Vancouver Canucks are coming back, right? And they, they're at a point where not only are they, do they have this many people with COVID, but apparently people with actual, you know, real symptoms and real, you know, health issues. So there's, they, you know, so. Yeah, it's not know. people testing positive for ACE. Yeah, it's such, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not, it's obviously we've heard some athletes, you know, a lot of the times they say, well, you know, young athletes are, they should be fine. Well, they're not always fine. And that's what they're, you know, uh, dealing with in uh, Vancouver. So I, I, you know, I don't know if they're going to come. Uh, their their season might be over. So and, and so, if there's a couple teams that have, you know, because the, you know, and and because Biff has pointed out, I only follow the Bruins. I think the Bruins play three teams this season. I think that's a, <laughs> every time I turn on. Oh, there's Buffalo. Wait, why do I know who the fourth line center of the Flyers is? And and because it's such a small division that everybody's playing in if you're going to miss four or five games the winnipeg jets are missing four or five games against vancouver and they're three points out of a playoff they're gonna have to play somebody else to make those games up right you can't screw no, over I other think, teams. i think that i really think that they're just going to do what they did last year which is uh you know what we're going by winning percentage and and once again to show you that you know you're not paying attention, Winnipeg Jets are solidly in the playoffs. So no. we know <laughs> I'll use it now. The the, the Montreal no, but that's Montreal the whole Canadians are also. You know what? What Canadian you know, what Canadian team is on the outside looking in? Calgary Flames and who else? Uh, so well, the Ottawa Senators because you know because <laughs> okay, the Ottawa Senators. No, it's actually the Canadian division looks looks to be pretty set. Okay, so I think I think we know, we know who the four teams are going to be. Uh, so it, it's really the uh, even the uh, even your division. You know what your division is called? I don't. I just know we're only two points ahead of the Flyers for that fourth seed. So last night, well, you're, you are you are the Mass Mutual East division. Um, but can we go back the, to Norris and wait Adams a second? Wait, 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 I'm way out of hockey, man. They. They have brands for the divisions. yeah. So what they so for just for this year only. Oh my god! They realigned the teams to essentially optimize play based on COVID. So what they did ah. was because of border quarantine issues. What they did was before they were more geographically like time zone, um, you know, uh, oriented. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, but. With the with the at the start of the season, there was a 14 day quarantine if you enter Canada. So a Canadian team going to the U.S. to play a game has to quarantine seven days in the U.S. and then when they come back, they have to quarantine 14 days. So obviously that wasn't going to happen. So they created an all Canadian division, and then the re- the remaining teams they kind of tossed into whatever however way they could. And one of the things that they did do in the process was, well, since it's only for one year only, we're going to get sponsorships for these division names. Nice. So, yeah. I was actually reading up on the strain of virus that the Canucks came down with. It was COVID-19A. Yep. yep. <laughs> COVID-19A. Yeah. See, in Canada, I want to get it myself. A, A. Hey, what's that thing over there? No. Yeah, it's called the door. <laughs> no. Um, no, but yeah, I think I think, the, 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 I, think I did. But in all seriousness, there was some talk about the the actual strain having an impact, right? But whatever. Talk but about yeah. strain having an impact. Yeah, strain having an impact. Straining yeah. to straining right. straining the stick. We don't really do much video, uh, but video games. Mm. Biff, we have an expert. What have you been playing this week, Joe? 
What have I been playing with this week? Oh, you meant no. <laughs> um, I've been on, a, on my computer. I've been like getting back into like old. I have an emulator program that can not only emulate old uh, like Nintendo consoles and Super Nintendo and all that stuff, but also old computers. So now I'm like getting back to like the old like, App, Apple II computer. Remember, Load you, Runner. Yeah, what's that? Lo- load runner load runner yes load runner i did did i play it no i didn't play any load runner but like old like you know when when i would go to computer lab in the 80s you know and play like there was a game called cross country usa and you're literally a truck driver that has to go it's a geography game but you know you're in a truck you have but it's like an rpg like you have to type in commands like turn on truck get in truck um and then you type in like uh, based on whatever commodity you have a list of commodities that you're supposed to pick up and there's like documentation that comes with the game and you have to go to the city that the commodity is housed in and you have to drive along the highway and you're literally it's like uh, that desert bus game but it's a lot quicker you know this is pulled to the right (laughs) exactly it doesn't pull to the right but like you have to like get out eat uh maintain gas um sleep it's pretty cool you ever think that those in the 80s they were trying to just train us yes for menial labor that's pretty much it it was indoctrination yeah it was before the army got involved and started creating cool games like call of duty like this was like big truck getting involved Who, who was the truck people here during the commercial, they're not TV fifty six like every Brady Bunch commercial oh, in the middle God. of the afternoon. Oh, like, yes. Growing, growing up here, Biff, on the UHF channel, there was like three big UHF channels: fifty six, thirty eight, and twenty five, which has become Fox. And every afternoon, every third or fourth, it was a precursor to Cars for Kids ad. Was, where, it, was it like Peterson? <laughs> no, not, it wasn't. If you say it, uh, uh, we'll come to me. I, there, I, there was Barbersan. Yeah. If you want to be a model or just look like one. So start, there, well, you want to start at the top at Blaine. Blaine. And so there was. There was only like four or five advertisers and there was always a truck one. And I remember being in high school. I'm 16, 17. I went to this comedy club called Nick's and I remember this comedian. This is going back that far. Talking about it, and it made you think it's like, huh, wow, that guy's right. So, when you see these people driving tractor trailer trucks the week before, they were home in their boxers in the middle of the afternoon watching the Brady Bunch, and now here they are out on the highway, you know, driving a 16 wheel, you know, monstrosity of death, and you're like, Huh. And so there was. There was these truck commercials about learning to be a truck driver in the open road and you're your own boss and here's a CB. Well, there, there was a there was a weird like um thing with you know, like there was some um like gla- not glamour, but you know, you know, there was a trucker thing. Because like, I remember there was a trucker uh TV show in the seventies, and then there was I mean, but the whole C B radio, you know. Say it, say it. Was, you, you were gonna say convoy. You know, we got a great big convoy. Maybe one of the greatest movies ever made. Was it New England Tractor Trailer? Yes, yes, and and I should. I, I'll try to like rip the audio and I'll play that audio. But truly, they ran at one thirty, two o'clock. It's like I would run home to watch Force Five or Star Blazers, and here it is. Yeah, is this the video? That, I'm showing them it. the video on my phone. It's, it's yeah, I don't know what it's called, but it's I think it's New England Truck Driving. But seriously, they're like, oh, you can be out on the road in three weeks. It's like no. <laughs> 
This guy, if he was working at McDonald's, he wouldn't be able to use the register the first month. And now you're going to let this guy go from that to driving like, you know, oh, sure. It's only filled with jet fuel. What could possibly go wrong? Well, but at least, you know, they're not, you know, interacting with people. So that's probably a good thing for those people. I also want to mention one other thing about video games that was notable in the past couple of weeks is that. There was a recent auction that was held uh, where a, a, an, a 1986 copy of Super Mario Brothers right. that was sealed had sold for $660,000. Um, that's outrageous. It be, it's, it's literally now like the most expensive or highest sold at auction video game in history. But what was noted is that these auction this auction site and this grading company that also like slabs the the uh, game basically slabbing me like it puts it in an airtight container yeah. and then it grades it based on its quality like a comic book. They're... I wouldn't know anything about stuff. No, you wouldn't. Stuff no, like no okay, good, no. good. I, 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 complete novice here. So, <laughs> but I mean, I think there's like a whole circle jerk of like yeah, it's all these like. Pros, yeah. you know the, the the what do they call those? Um, the the people who speculators, those speculators, yeah. right. and then it's just like rich people who just kind of like trying to build up their collection, but then are also like feeding like the the the, the auction house is in on it, so it's like. They're making an industry. They're entrepreneurizing this thing right, to making right. it like. So I'll give it a higher ranking, and you do this, and then we'll split it. It's really true. And how much did it go for? Six hundred and sixty thousand American dollars. My question is. Where do you get the money, Joe? I, you know what? <laughs> you know, it's like a couple of kids you, you don't send memo? to college. Uh, you got a memo from uh, that case. <laughs> oh, and, man. Um, you did yeah. it publicly, Joe. You I know. The box. Oh, stupid me. But it was. It was one of those things where somebody's cleaning out grandma's house. and That's what they say. Yeah, what they say. That's what the story is. Uh, you know, like, this is like little old lady from Pasadena just drove it to <sighs> church on Sunday. Back to This is back to the conspiracy theory. Like, you know, okay, they say this was like, you know, socked away, but it's like, okay, they're apparently like they get determined based on the style or the type of shrink wrapping, like how, like when that was released by Nintendo, you know what I mean? Like they can tell like, oh, you know, between this month and this month, they were shrink wrapping games this way. And that was definitely from that lot. And it's just like, how do you know? What are you talking about? You know? And it's just like, I. I don't know. I think they're just trying to make mountains out of molehills. And you know what? The bottom is going to fall out because there is a collector's market for video games, as you probably know from me. Uh, I've been to your house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, in uh, you know, there's a podcast I listen to where they talk about old video games. And, like, yeah, in about, like, 10, 15, 20 years, these old games are going to be, like, toy trains, like right. model trains. It's going to be, like, who gives a fuck? You know, like, nobody gives a shit. Kids now, your kids... In 20 years from now, then when they're chasing their childhoods, they're not going to be looking at for, for like, they may be looking for like old and like Switch games, maybe, but they'll be more than happy to just download that bullshit on whatever device or they're computer. They're going to be holodecks by then. Yeah. That they're going to get lost in for days. Oh, wait, we're assuming that the earth is going to be around yeah. when they're an adult. <laughs> oh, silly us. All right. Now, a lot going on in the news, a lot of controversy, but let's get into it, Biff. Kong vs. Godzilla. Did you see it? No. It, Kong versus Godzilla? Did you see it? Uh, no, I did not. I, I No. I'm going to put it out there. It was 
Stunker. Horrible. Yeah, I heard it. It was stunk. horrible. I heard and that's what oh, my son said also. My God, did I love it. Loved every minute of it. Like you. management and I watched it. And it was it wasn't like so it wasn't like laughably bad, but it was You it, knew it was bad. It was bad. And it and they paid, honestly, there were so many tips of the cap to the nineteen sixty two version. The Toho. I mean it was produced this was produced by Toho, right? I, I think they were involved in it. Okay. Yeah. Um and 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 but honestly, Biff, I, and look, it's been out for a couple of weeks. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to completely ruin it for you. Congress. Congress. I don't Pacific care about the spoilers if Joe rim. doesn't care. Pacific Rim. Okay. They're like, oh, let's take some of the elements that really made Pacific Rim a special movie yeah. and incorporate that into here. Oh. And it, again, it was made by Legendary Pictures. And co- and you know cooperation with Warner Brothers, as with Specific Rim, it was the same production company and the same studio that worked together on it. So they were kind of stealing from themselves. I'm waiting for the Asylum Pictures version of oh, this movie, sure. where it was Atlantic Rim for Pacific Rim. Well, like what's <laughs> going to be the, what's going to be Kong versus Godzilla? The, the fun, yeah, you want to know Wong what it is? Why versus Joe Young? No, yeah. no versus the. League. I've already seen it. Converse Converse versus Godzilla. <laughs> you, it's already like self-parody to tell. They, they, right. they, it's they, like a snake eating its own head kind of thing. And, or tail, rather. It had a no plot twist. Oh, but I will say, um, I I when I talk about oh, all this stuff on Fox News, I don't watch it. I just see other people talking about it. They were quite upset because the real bad guy was a rich white billionaire oh my God. like like the bad guy oh so again oh all these movies the real bad guy is the rich white you know industrialist how predictable it's like um okay it was awesome dude it was absolutely awesome <sighs> um basically you know kong you know comes into possession okay what did you think of justice league did you oh, so <laughs> did you see pacific rim a hundred times so it caught me off guard, but Biff, Biff, I think you saw this coming. In the in the part of Pacific Rim, where the Jaeger is in is in you know China, and he's fighting the kaiju who all of a sudden right. has wings, and you didn't right. know he had wings. It's the first time a kaiju flew, right? right yeah. And he takes him up into the stratosphere, and they've exhausted all their rockets. They've exhausted right. all yep. their and and unbeknownst to one of the two pilots, what special trick left right. up the sleeve? To, 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 right, to, yeah. So the arm turns into a you know a, basically like a samurai sword, and she's you know basically they split that monster in half, right? Best part of the movie. Right, it really is the best scene of the movie. And so uh, at one point, not only does he come across a Minecraft enchanted diamond, you know. Pickaxe, uh, but Kong knows how to use it like a motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he has he has opposable thumbs, and, 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 and he knows how to use tools. Yeah, he had actually saw. It, it, you've did, already, he, did he watch a YouTube video on how to wield a sword? Did, Is that how? <laughs> so wait, wait. I, it's, I thought it was Kong versus Godzilla, and not Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I would watch that. So seriously, as as management and I are watching it, we're like. 
Okay, that's going to be part of the video game where Kong has to solve this puzzle to open this door <laughs> where inside this is throne room that his ancestors must have sat in millions of years ago. And as he sits on a chair, it triggers this thing to drip out of the walls and fill up this hole. But now he figures out, oh, if I get up this and I turn this knob – a wall's going to reveal, and here's an ancient Indiana Kong <laughs> for crying out loud. They threw loud. it all in. It's so bad, but it was so cool. <laughs> oh, for it's crying like, out oh, loud. Now, okay, so he's getting his ass kicked because, as Biff pointed out, he's fighting a radioactive spewing, you know, dragon from hell. Yes. Uh, but now he has an enchanted pickaxe or Minecraft. Uh, so uh, he maybe, but you know what? Turns out they have the same mother. Turns out both their mothers <laughs> were named <laughs> So they did, oh, and, and all of a sudden, and, and then you know, and then the bad guy, the, the true villain, is revealed, and now they have to work together to f- beat the white man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, it was awful. And I cannot wait to watch it again. You know, I used to have a word that would uh, yeah. describe both something that was both awesome. And awful, and I can't remember what it was. And, and you know what? I don't even think I'm legally obligated to or uh, allowed to use it <laughs> because it is now copyright the podcast. Uh, yeah, under, but uh, uh, now as chief executive uh-huh. in charge of an audio board, I don't fully know how to use because I'm not as evolved as Kong is with an. I'll I'll allow it. So you would maybe describe this movie as awfulsome. I I 100 percent would. Yeah. The only way you can do it, like I said, <sighs> awful, and I cannot wait to watch it again. See, that's you know, I would say that Justice League was awfulsome. But it was, you remove some of the sum, and yeah, that's how I describe. So, so I Wait, did you the, did you watch the 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 version that doesn't end, or did you watch the uh, I watched the, the original version? I watched the first three parts or the first two hours of the um, the slow mo. Uh, circle jerk. This the slow mo thing. It got like it, when we were watching in management. It's like, oh my god, enough with the slow mo. Yeah. It's a three hour movie without it. And then about two, three days later, some complete film nerd, frame by frame, counted exactly to the second how much slow mo. And it was two minutes or something. It, it was like ten. Oh, ten minutes. T- no, no, it was like ten percent. 3.8% of the movie yeah. was in slow-mo and it's like for okay every, look there's a law look I don't I don't make the laws I just follow them every superhero movie has to have two superhero walk up slow-mo shot you have to you don't want to do it you have you have to have at least two people jump out of a building and land on one knee I mean Deadpool called it you have to do it you don't have a choice um the 34th one I thought was the a bit slow-mo much. A uh, flash music video where he's saving his girlfriend from the car that's hitting the other car and the flying in the air and the lane and the lane and the lane. Uh, that was a little unnecessary. Uh, just like that little voice I just did. So I, uh, the other thing I watched this week because I uh, it's a it's a Amazon Prime. It's only three episodes. It's called Invincible. It's a superhero movie about a high school kid whose dad is basically Superman from another planet. He's supposed to get his powers. He haven't got yet. And um, J.K. Simmons okay. is his dad character. It's only three episodes. It takes a turn at the end. It goes from being this cutesy high school superhero cartoon to what the fuck is this? 
I, Holy! I, I heard it went parasite shit. on you. I heard. Some, yes. I heard some things about it. I heard it uh, very good. It is very good. Yeah. And I don't know if season three, season one is just three episodes, or if they release three episodes at a time. But it's like, is there a rich kid with a lot of expensive toys in this show? No. Uh, you know, there was a character akin to that, um, but you know. <laughs> There's really only one, but I would highly recommend. Are you watching uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Because I am not, Uh, not yet. We, uh, my wife is busy with stuff, and we usually watch that stuff together. So we're kind of holding off. I'm management is working this weekend, so sadly I will have to wait till Monday to watch this one. We like it. It 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 doesn't. I heard it's really good. It well, that's the thing. It's like WandaVision. The first three four episodes of WandaVision were such. What the fuck is going on? It was like nothing. Anyone has seen a TV like this. It was such a departure. It was so... It was so off the wall for Marvel, which right. had kind of gone off the wall a little bit. But this was like really weird stuff that they were and, doing. And, and, how they t- and how they made it all make sense is beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Mm. So this is more... This is kind of like a half hour at a time lower end Captain America movie. And it's good. But again... I get it. You don't it, have to I, have seen every... I know what's going on here. You don't have to see every episode of every Marvel thing, but the relationship between um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier it, from the movies spills over into this, and there's a couple little... Okay, it's a callback to the movie that's awesome, but it's good. It's, it is. It's really it's really good. Um, Jacques, would it be better if it was Captain America instead of Falcon? If you know what I'm talking about, actually, you know, yes. <laughs> two white guys, it just would be, I mean, no, uh, what I really like is in the first episode and we've already talked about it. It's the Falcon goes to get a bank loan. Oh God. It, it doesn't great. have proof of income. And the banker on one hand is like trying to take a selfie with is them. Is Colin Jost the banker? Yeah, dude, it'd be so great if he was. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be so great if he was. It would. But essentially it's that. And, and so the banker's like, doesn't recognize him at first. And he's like, well, your paperwork. He goes, you don't know who I am? Oh, you're <laughs> right. Man. Wants to take a selfie. He's like, yeah, but you. How do you make money? <laughs> and it's the first time that anybody, you know, he's he just saved the world in this in the beginning of this episode. He's trying to help his sister keep the family boat, and now they're at a bank, and he's like, Did did Stark have a fun for you guys? It's the old first time <laughs> right. in a superhero movie where somebody's like, How do you live? Yeah. Right. It's like it's like, it's like going on friends and like somebody walking in going, How can you guys afford this apartment? How, right. how much rent do you pay? Midtown Manhattan. Yeah. I think I saw that like in like 98 or something like that. That apartment was like seven grand a month. And only one of them had a real shop. <laughs> right. And I think it was like a flower shop or so, something. Yeah. <laughs> flower shop. But but yeah, no, I'm I'm really liking it. Um there are three episodes in. It's really starting to pick up. Again, the money that they're spending on on shows, which is interesting because I just heard and the old studio system, where, where studios owned you, you were an indentured servant. It's like right, right, right. Yeah, you know, same thing. Like, oh, great, I got signed by the New York Yankees to a lifetime contract, and I'm a first baseman, and someday I'm gonna. Right. No, no, Lou Gehrig's never coming off the field, motherfucker. Mm. You're staying in Trenton forever. Um, <laughs> but now Netflix, Netflix is scheduled to put out 72 movies next year. 72 real movies, like. 
you know, wow. Chris Helmsworth type movies. Wow. Your regular studio puts out anywhere between three and five Warner Brothers. And, and so they can't compete. But here's something I didn't know. I did not know that. They don't pay residuals. Mm-hmm. Why would they pay residuals? Residuals are for when you sell the show and it goes into syndication. Yes. But if a Netflix show never leaves Netflix, yep. then it does. there's no residuals to pay. So oh. on one hand, they don't have that legacy cost of having to pay these things out so they can put it all on camera and not have to worry about back-end deals. It's one and done, baby. So, so it's interesting how... Yeah, you can't get points on something. Like, how do you get points on a movie that's on Netflix? That's it. And so the whole system is now being turned upside down. And instead of, you know, oh, people, people might go back to the theaters. I'm looking forward to going back to the theater. I toyed with if i had had my shot a couple weeks ago i would have toyed with going to still an empty theater to a, a 11 a.m show on like a tuesday or something like that but i got a big screen tv and a comfortable couch it's like i'm really enjoying watching these movies in the comfort of my own home there is something to be said about the movie going experience though you want to see a comedy or something like that sometimes right. in a, or like a, a marvel superhero movie right with a bunch of fans that cheer and ooh and, ah. and, and but those are once a year, twice a year type thing. I'm holding out hope that I can go to. I think I'll be able to go to see Ghostbusters Afterlife in the in the movies this fall. Like there's that new Ghostbusters movie that's well, coming by out. then, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that I can. I'm hoping that I get. You know, we can take the kids and one of them's not a kid anymore to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. By the way, did you see the new uh, little uh, one minute Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer that dropped this week? I try not to. It, it doesn't really. I don't know if it's spoils anything but it's paul rudd who's in the movie paul rudd is like one of the the, he's like the adult really in the movie and he's walking through an aisle of a like a target or something and he sees like this packet of marshmallows that starts to move on its own and then like all of a sudden something busts out of it and he leans in and it's a little tiny stay puff marshmallow man about like a minion size like this like maybe three inches four inches tall he's like oh you know how how cute and he goes to you know tug uh, pinch its tummy like <laughs> like the Pillsbury Doughboy, and then it like you know tries to bite his finger off, and then all of a sudden like <laughs> like a swarm of them like you know come riding in on a Roomba. They're like taking over a grill and like grilling themselves on a skewer, and they're like you know melting. One of them's like melting a um, like laying on a graham cracker with uh, some chocolate over him, and like another marshmallow man is holding a torch and melting the chocolate over him. It's like a weird fucked up kind of thing. That begs the question. Yes, if you were a hot dog. I- and you were hungry. Uh-huh. Would you eat yourself? It's a simple question, Norm. A baby can answer it. <laughs> hey, if you were a hot dog and you were starving on a desert island, would you eat yourself? What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I would. You made a wise choice, my friend. <laughs> I'd be covered with golden mustard. I'd be delicious. <laughs> um. No. Two bad Harry Carey impersonations. <laughs> no, one and, bad Harry Carey, and, and then mine. Yeah. <laughs> See what you did? Not, not that Will Ferrell's uh, Harry Carey impression went well on the ESPYs either. So. Oh, God. Well, I mean, the ESPYs is full of, uh, you know, humorless pricks, but, you know, in, in the audience. That's what I say. That's right. I'm canceling myself. <laughs> okay. Now, 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 this is the part where you always shine through, Joe. Hmm. Parenting tip of the week. Ah, yes. Parenting tip of the week. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to have to phone a friend on this one. I'm going to have to go to Biff. Biff, 
You're my phone a friend on this. What's the parenting tip of the week? Um, you know, make make sure that you uh, raise your son responsible enough so that when you send him with cash to go get food, he'll bring you back the actual food. Nice and not uh, not uh, magic beans. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, you you oh you were whatever it is that they might get otherwise. Uh, okay. Skittles and Dr Pepper. Who knows? <laughs> All right, I'll I'll go with Biff's answer. That's oh. my final answer. So so my parenting tip of the week. Uh, life has presented us with a teachable moment for my my youngest son as of recent. Uh, we are helping. Uh, for, we're, we're helping people out that we know who have a son this similar age. And these people are sort of mistaking kindness for weakness and have tested the boundaries. And it's been a teachable moment for me to let my son know, hey, we're happy to help. And, and he knows that. On the other hand, um, this kid ain't my kid. <laughs> and there's a limit. So... You're going to have to come to grips with the fact that we might say goodbye to these people, and it's a life lesson to understand never miss an opportunity to help somebody at the same time know when you're being taken for a ride. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a, it's a, my parenting tip is let your kids know, yeah, you know what? Don't get fucked over. So, you know, that's my parenting. It's not as sweet and as, uh, as cheerful as Biff's, but you know. Yeah. It's real. You're like that's like a David Horowitz fight back kind of thing, you know, like a consumer advocate, you know. No, I was more going with falling down. Oh, right. <laughs> oh God, what a great movie that! Oh was. my God, yeah, I got to go watch that again. It's so, it's so. I don't know. Does it hold up? It uh, no, it didn't hold up when it came out. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> you know, in my mind. And now you're gonna die wearing that stupid little hat. How does it make you feel? On the golf course, yeah. and the guy does it, and it was just... that like the precursor to American Psycho. Well, no, it was a precursor to another movie that came out in the last couple of years. I'm trying to think of what it is, but yeah, there was a movie where it's it was very the akin. Joker. <laughs> yes, was no, it... all serious aside, yes, Joker. it yeah, was the Joker. The Joker, where where you know what he he was fucked up and had some problems, yeah. but it's like. Every chance life got to kick him in the nuts, yeah. you know, reared back and Rochambeau him <laughs> real good. Um, you know, what's funny. Joker popped up on a Twitter thing of uh, that I was watching a while ago where it was like on a list of movies that you can never want to see again. Like, or not that it was bad. Right. It's just that you saw it and you don't ever feel compelled to ever see again. There, there were at least if I if I really thought about it, I could come up with a list of 20 movies. I really liked that I saw once zero, zero, zero interest of seeing again. You know, the Pacific Rim. Rosemary's Baby. I might go and see it right, you know, upstairs <laughs> when we're done. But right, there were so many movies in the Joker. I'm glad I saw it. It, it was everything the people said it was. Uh, all the awards and, and the and the accolades. accolades that it got, well deserved. Never again will I intentionally watch that. Right, right. Biff, do you have a movie that where you're like, you know what, that was all right, um, check, and then like, you know, it's in the memory bank, but it's not like something where you're going, man, I, I really got to pop that in and re-experience that uh, again. Other, other, other than the wedding video. Oh, no, no, it's usually stuff like, you know, it, it, it always ends up being movies like um, uh, the, uh, what the hell was that Kevin Costner uh, 
Native American movie. Oh, Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Movies like that. See, yeah, I like, can't even remember the title. How about like, oh, that's a great uh, point because that one best picture, a lot of those best picture movies now are like, you see them and like, like um, the artist. Right. Remember the artist? Yes. The, uh, it was like a black and white silent movie. And it, uh, you know, John Goodman had a cameo in it or whatever, but it was in the, the, the dog was like the little breakout star because it barked or something. I don't know, some bullshit. And you watch it and it's like Oscar bait and you, and it's great or whatever. And you watch it, but it's like, it's not a classic. Nobody talks about it anymore. Like nobody gives a shit. And it, it's like, interesting because every year the management goes through this thing. It's like, oh, all the Oscar movies are going to be on over the next two weeks. We have to watch them. And now and then I'll get sucked into and it's, it's exactly it. It's like we're going to make an Oscar bait movie this year. And most of them, yeah, they're whatever. But a year later, it's like, yeah, we're still talking about Endgame. You know, right. say, yeah. say, say, say what you want. Who was that well, fucker who like hated the superhero movies? It's like Martin Scorsese. Yeah, Scorsese. Nobody's talking about the Irishman. We're still watching Endgame on a loop. People are still watching the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zach, Zach Snyder is like, wow, man, you got endurance. Right, right. <laughs> Zach Snyder was like, in an in, in hour six, I'm out. I'm out right. yeah. Wow, Marty, how do you do it? Right, exactly. He's the master. This is why he's the master. <laughs> uh, and not one slow mo shot. That's no, what well, really, yeah. um, you know, makes it a some, some, the rest. Some, some painfully old actors moving slow, however. That's so great how they de-aged him, and he still walks like a 65-year-old guy. <laughs> no, magic. Right. <laughs> By the way, uh, fun fact, and I didn't know this when I watched it, speaking of de-aging, and I'm going off on tangents because I'm never coming on this podcast again, so I might as well get it all out right now. <laughs> um, in de-aging, uh, like the early parts of, or early days of de-aging, the Pee-wee movie on Netflix, Pee-wee's Next Adventure, or Big Holiday, he was DH for that movie. Oh, huh. Yeah. I mean, and you never really quite, you know, because he looked older in that movie. And you're like, okay, you know, he's got a lot of makeup on. No, they DH'd him. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, I did not know that. When I heard about it, I was like, wow. I, I had no interest in seeing that. And now I have the, oh, wait, this milk went bad? I got to get a swig of this. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to taste this. Wow. So, you, wait, you never saw the Pee Wee movie? Oh, the, well, the new Pee Wee but, but not the new one. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked it. It was fine. I watched it. I mean, it came out like 10 years ago or something. But um, I don't know. But yeah, like that was like the early parts of uh, the early days of de-aging. And I just found it interesting. That they still haven't perfected the de-aging process. <laughs> Although the deep fakes. Yeah, are. I mean, you know. Yeah, the deep fake people have figured it out. Right. Although they, there are people trying to perfect the 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 ending of Mandalorian uh, deep fake. You know, I don't know if we can we talk about that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. Talk yeah, about we that. okay. When they de yeah. when they, when Luke Skywalker appeared, um, Mark Hamill just looks amazing. Yes, he he's the age. original Paul Rudd. Right, he's the original Paul. Hamill Rudd. don't crack. <laughs> Um, but there are people. At, then there were people afterwards who like they re-edited that last scene and they they put in their spin on the de-aging process. And it's like they're they're st and it's still not perfect. It's still like not like they're trying to out Lucasfilm Lucasfilm or whatever ILM. And you know. can't perfect perfection. No, you can't. I that was that was I I literally got goosebumps. Did you cry? Don't yeah. judge me. Did you cry? Yes, of course I cried. <laughs> I cried too. And you know when I cried? When uh, Mandalorian, when Mando took off his mask. Oh yeah, you have to. Yeah, that was Niagara Falls. It's a, and I watched, I watched that scene, just oh, that shit. scene. I my train. 
Okay. <laughs> I watched that scene like uh, a month ago. I just went yeah. back. I was flipping through uh, Disney Plus. I'm like, I got to watch the scene again. I started and, and management and I were watching. And it was one of those things where she's like, Jock, Jock, as the X-Wing fighter, the one lone X-Wing uh, fighter great. is approaching it. And, and she's like, she's like, Jock, Jock. And I'm like, I can't, I, at that point, lost all ability to, to breathe. Speak. Right. I'm surprised there was like not CPR. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew. Yeah. You, you knew once the X fighter, uh, the X Wing came. And, and what I loved, what I love best about that scene, it's akin to Rogue One, the first time you see Vader. Yes, that's right. And and up until this point, the last 35 years, he had this badass reputation, but you never look. The, the 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 laser fight with Obi Wan Kenobi oh, left a lot to be desired uh-huh. in 1977. But in Rogue laser One, fight. Yeah, yeah, what are you a sword. noob? No, that's what he. Like, like, I know you're being it, it lasers. But he he in that scene at the end of Rogue One, it's like holy fuck, he's a monster. He is just, and he's a monster who's fucking a badass. Just yeah, throwing people around. But then when you see this battalion of these killer robots that truly took because because. Moff Gideon had said that to Mandalorian. He's like, you had your handful with one of these fuckers. Let's see how you do against an army of them. You know, and now here they come flying back and there's about 40 of them. And then, I mean, just the, 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 which, which kill was the best one? Either, I know either the one where he pulls the guy. He he just pulls it in, and yeah. he's like, "I'm not walking over to you. You're getting your ass go over, over here. here." No, mine is the is the crush. Oh, oh, the, the crush where he just like you know force crushes him, and he crumples like a like a like a cheap, cheap Schlitz can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's so uh, you know it, it that whole scene. Um, would that whole you know fight scene made up for the dubstep music that they used to introduce <laughs> <laughs> the dark soldiers or whatever the fuck they were called? A it, little douchey. It, it was, but yeah, when he when Luke comes on, and, and look, he 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 looked a lot like you know it. It wasn't the best. It was, but I was in tears. Right. You know what? You know what kind of killed it for me was or threw it. Uh, took me out of it was Mark Hamill's voice sounded like he was in like a makeshift COVID uh, recording booth. Like the audio didn't match up with the when, surroundings. At the at the time when we re- at the, we at the time we recorded it, <laughs> when he recorded it, we didn't know back then it was safe to go into recording booths and take the mask off. We right. you know, he didn't know <laughs> it was early right. during COVID. It was months before you know, and it's he's asking your permission. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's like he's really there and it's and it's true i guess what we'd have to do a deep dive into it and mark hamill answers questions honestly very earnestly on twitter i wonder if he had a deal like our friend paul from next week's sideshow if he didn't get paid unless he kept his mouth shut <laughs> until the reveal because he said it was so hard to not tell people yeah you know about that because he was so thrilled that they asked him and it was so great but he couldn't talk about it for nearly a year wow so luke skywalker couldn't talk for a long time yeah Weird, right? Yeah. Who could have seen that one coming? <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, okay, so we're, we're wrapping it up. Trying to make this the longest podcast ever. <laughs> right, what else right. can we talk about? Um, <laughs> you know, Joe's going to stick around. We're going to record four more podcasts. Uh, stay tuned for Talk about the studio system. The, the mega <laughs> I, I thought, you know, Biff had suggested just jumping right into match games. So, you know, let me see if we can get Rodney to also join in the yeah. four of us. Can I will. Um, Joe and I did talk about this. 
25 words or less got picked up for 360 shows next year. Yeah. And you know who's on that show often? Who's that? Uh, Greg Grunberg. Oh, did not know that. No, I... no, that's news to me. Yeah, they shoot six at a time. Yeah. When they shoot that. That's a long day. Yeah. You know, that, I, that's like Wilt Chamberlain numbers. I, I don't I don't think they do the liquid Wilt Chamberlain numbers. Ed, did you know that? <laughs> I don't think that's they do the those six a day? Is, I thought that was that was like what they normally did. For yeah, they those do shows. right. I like when I was on Wheel of Fortune, um, they tape like six a day. Do they really? Yeah. Okay. Five wow. or five or six normal. a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think five, uh, five sounds right, right? Because they do a, a week. an entire week's worth in a day. Yeah, and then they sometimes do like a backup show or something. You know? Right. I mean, yeah. It's weird. It's a weird, wild stuff. Um, but seriously, uh, Joe, I'm literally – I don't want this podcast to end. Um, <laughs> I, I, You know, just talk about Luke Skywalker and now wrapping up the show. Like, I, I, I'm this close. It's like we're catching up on like four well, – How long, I quit the podcast in November and now it's my April. Right. So what are we, like Dude, five months into yeah, this? Six. Six. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah oh. five, five. But that's, you know – It's a long time. But see, the first week – Seemed like a month, right? <laughs> but then the second week, like you went to see your mom, yeah. So that's like a regular like week, a regular week, right? But then on the third week, right, it felt like four weeks. <laughs> I got it written down somewhere. I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I said, "I never could say that in front of anybody before." <laughs> I just thought about going through the tube and then coming out. <laughs> Why didn't you? I didn't want to get spit all over me. We're we're just going to spend the next hour quoting the jerk out of, out of and by quoting we mean performing. Misquoting. No, yeah, <laughs> we're going to be performing the jerk. You're going to be a Bernadette Peters, so put on that dress I like. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> uh, Biff, oh, you got anything yes, big coming up this week? Any more bass fishing? Bass fishing? You know, it's uh, the bass are betting. So, what's the weather like it. in California? It's pretty nice. Um, I think it's it was probably in the eighties today. Yeah, we had a so. night. We're having a nice stretch of seventy up here. So it's like, yeah, we're like twenty degrees above normal. So thank you. Bring on global warming thank, is what I say. Thank you, plastic. <laughs> and uh, no, it, it, it's it's. Uh, I, I mean, once every six months, I think is a good pace. Uh, <laughs> a good pace for me to come back to do the podcast. Well, but it's funny because. If we didn't have Paul lined up, we would have done the match game thing. But uh, you know, we already have Paul. You know, Paul in the on deck circle. You know, can't can't cancel that. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. we do. We have to have you, and, and it's great because by the time I see you next, we're both be you know both be fully vaccinated. You know, podcast goes back to being shirt optional. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you laughing at, Biff? I'm talking to you too. But but uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna you know do what I used to do and just turn it over to Joe. Oh no, well, you know it's another podcast. Um, we've done so many of these. What number is this? According to Apple Podcasts, there's like two numbers because if you look, you forget to remove that number at the beginning of the podcast title, so it says like you know it says 197 dot. Episode number 212 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, how do, so I've lost count as to how many podcasts you have done with Biff and I have done with you and we have done together. As long as I'm in here somewhere, that's all that matters. So, uh, Biff, it was good to see you um, with Jacques in person uh, on the screen. Um, so, um, you know, I think... Um, I think I'm just going to keep rambling. I, you know what? I'm going to make this hard for Jacques to edit. I'm just going to make it really hard for Jacques to edit. Because if I don't stop talking, 
then, um, you know, the, the podcast just doesn't end. The, it just never ends. Sorry. I'm not ending the podcast. That's it. That's my revenge. I don't know why I'm, why I'm, you know, swearing revenge on this podcast. <laughs> like, what did I, what did the podcast ever do to me except take three and a half years away from my life? No. Life. Right. Exactly. Life. life. Ah, I got to talking. Ah, ah. No, I got to talk for another five minutes. <laughs> uh, what, what else could we talk about? Man, what else, what, what else am I watching? Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the Archie Bunker, you know, trying to shoot himself in the head. Oh, Lordy, I wish this was a video podcast so you could see how erect Jacques' nipples were. <laughs> All right, that's enough out of me. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, goodbye, you building and loan, you crazy emporium, you. Uh, enough. Good night. Over. <laughs> Good day. Um, the group who made the background music for WFNX. Oh yeah, I think you know it. Oh, I miss the American radio. It was much more better than the German. And just listen to the song.